Welcome to the eighth episode in this South Jersey Winery podcast series. We're welcoming our second winemaker, Adamo Natale Pipitone from Terranova Winery. It all started with my grandfather, who his name is Adamo Natale Pipitone, who was born and raised in Bellamonte Mazzagna in uh, Sicily, Italy. As a young boy, when I say young boy, at the age of around 16, 17, uh, he was born and raised on a farm with his parents. And he wanted to come to America because at that time, you know, uh, you can make a better living and uh, support a family and have the American dreams, so to speak. So he left, he left Italy early 1900s and ended up in Philadelphia. From Philly, he ended up, some, he had uh, people telling him that uh, he would, if he wants to farm, they know of a little town called Rosenhain that's supposed to be real good and rich in soil for farming. So he set out from Philadelphia. Now, he was only at the time 17, maybe 18 years old at that time by himself. And he found Rosenhain. And as an a beginner entrepreneur, uh, he went around asking landowners, farm owners, if there was any property that they would want to uh, sell or and possibly hold the mortgage so he would be able to afford to pay them on a monthly basis. And he did find uh, a couple farmers that would do that. And that's how he actually got started in farming. And as years passed, uh, he he married uh, 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 my grandmother, whose name is Mamie Pipitone, and they started a family. And as years went by, they added more property and more land as they uh, begin to prosper. Um, my grandfather had two sons. The, their names were Natalie Pipitone, and the other son was Salvatore Pipitone. So as my grandfather got older, he relinquished the land to my father and my father's brother the other son. Just to back up a little bit, my grandfather, of course, was a, a, a wine maker and loved wine. He loved making wine. And as his two sons naturally uh, made wine and helped him as through the years. And then my father and my uncle Salvatore, they continued the winemaking uh, as my grandfather retired. 
And um, so the wine making and uh, processing was has been in the family for a long time, but not commercially, just for the family's sake. So through the years, as my father and my uncle were farming the land, uh, and upon my grandfather's passing, the land was relinquished to my father and my uncle. Um, and as again, as time went by, my father. Okay, so when my father passed, of course, that the land was uh, part of the land was passed on to me. <clears throat> now. Uh, when the land was passed on to me, I, I, I had left the farming and I opened up my own uh, business. I had a retail business at that time. And I kept the land and we kept the land farmed by other farmers. And on this, on this property, I had built a, um, what you would say, a barn, a pole barn. And uh, I would, was making wine myself just for myself and the family. So when I had a son, my son is named Adamo Natali Pepitone also. When I had my son and now he's of age and he's uh, uh, in his late 30s, early 40s now, we decided that uh, let's do something with this land that we could uh, turn over to, say, my son's son, my grandson, and hopefully, uh, as time went on, my grandson's son, and so forth. So something that would have a meaning that we could leave this land and just pass it on to generation to generation. Um, so we decided my son and I, we decided, well, let's, let's put a winery. Let's uh, establish a winery with the, with a tasting room and vineyards and everything else that goes with it. Uh, and so we did in 2014, uh, we planted our first uh, set of uh, vineyards. Two years afterwards, we re we've got our first harvest, and we made our first uh, batch of wines in 2016. So, at that point, we were thinking about, well, what are we going to name this winery? And it took us <clears throat> almost a year to come up with a name and finally my wife her name is Jeanette she said to me she says look she says call it Tata Nono because Tata means land Nono means grandfather well it geez it just kind of really hit the spot because it was my originally my grandfather's land and it's been passed on ever since. So the name fit perfectly. And as we sit today, um, we've increased our vineyards. We've increased our winemaking. And uh, we have a pretty good successful 
uh, wine business at this point. And that's where we're at today. That was that was a big hurdle for us because, you know, we really didn't know anything about commercial uh, winery uh, est- establishments. So we, my son and I, we went to every uh, convention, wine convention, uh, and went to these classes. And then we, anybody or any winemaker that was already established, we would we would ask questions. Uh, we would go online. We would go on the internet. We would do anything to try to um, come up with answers uh, or problems that we may have had getting established and organizing a winery because there's a lot to it. Uh, My son does most of the chemistry on the winery end. Um, He takes care of the wine treatment. Um, I primarily look over the vineyards and uh, what we do the the wine pressing together, the uh, the fermentation. I mean, there's a number of things behind the scenes that uh, people don't realize how what it takes to produce a, a bottle of wine. Uh, but when they say it's the labor of love, uh, now I know why they say that because there is there is a lot of labor involved. But we we love it and uh, we enjoy doing it. It comes down to, <clears throat> if you're looking at the vineyards, there's many, many different uh, funguses that a vineyard or a vine could uh, obtain during the growing season. Um, Besides the the different types of funguses, there's weed control that you have to you know consider. There's different times of <clears throat> the season that you can only spray or cannot spray that you have to be aware of. Uh, if you have a rainy season, it's very important that you spray after the rainy the, the rainy uh, season because that's most vulnerable to with the vineyards, the vines to perform or to develop a, a, a fungus. Um, going to from the wine harvesting to processing, um, you have a fermentation period that requires um, treatment as far as sulfates. Um, and uh, there's different additives depending upon the uh, the type of grape that you're you know producing at the time. You have your yeast treatments. Um, another uh, side of this process is if you're processing white wines or rosé wines. When you ferment these wines, these wines have to be in a uh, refrigerated vat 
uh, under fermentation period, uh, which is differently than a red wine. Um, <clears throat> because the red, the white wines develop a higher temperature, so they have to be chilled and cooled down during fermentation. Or uh, if not, you'll develop a lot of crystals in your white and rosé wines if if this isn't done. And to get into more of uh, in-depth on that end, uh, my son would be the one to really, uh, who would know uh, more answers than what I would on this one. All the pH levels. All the pH levels, the <laughs> acid levels. Uh, you know, that's what he's into and that's what he takes care of uh, with our wines. The biggest issue, and if you, you can have the same identical variety of wine and in, in one season, if you have a warm, uh, sunny season compared to the following year, if you have a a rainy season <clears throat> could actually change the, uh, the the taste of that of that wine. Um, one one thing I forgot to mention too is how important it is when you harvest your grapes. Um, we we take a. Uh, a, a brick, it's called a brick level, which is actually measuring a sugar level while the grapes are on the vines. And it's very important that the bricks have to be a certain level for different varieties of grapes or different levels of bricks. But once they achieve and come to a certain brick level, uh, then it's time to harvest and you probably that harvest should be done within uh 24 to 48 hours from from that period of time um and again you have to be careful uh when you harvest what's the weather going to be that day because you certainly can't harvest if uh you're going to be getting uh, rain or if the grapes are wet um, you know, it's got to be perfectly dry. So that was one thing I forgot to mention, but that's very important. The main bricks that we measure, uh, which it, when you when you have a certain level of bricks and we go to the, the press and into fermentation, that them bricks are going to be dissipate it and turn into alcohol so uh it, it's it's important that's why it's important to to have that certain level of bricks before you you know before you harvest um now there's some wineries uh they, they will add bricks to the wine if the brick level didn't go up to the level that they want or achieve, uh, you're welcome. It's okay to add a add sugar to the uh, fermentation process to achieve that 
uh, that that brick level, and that'll be, again, that'll be dissipated uh, when your sugar level goes down, your level of alcohol goes up. Don't forget to subscribe and like the show on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere you listen. 